Red alert. Red alert. All hands to the battle station. This is episode 7, Quartz Treasure, being recorded on Saturday, August 29th, 2015, and being released on Sunday, August 30th, 2015. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Battle Station. I'm your host, Tucker, and this show is being done in an entirely different style at the last minute and at great expense. I think I messed that quote up a little, whatever. Uh, So basically, I was planning to do, um, I received received some feedback from folks that they would be interested in having me uh, do Battle Stations focusing on OPs or scenarios. Uh, n- not not in a uh, 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 this is the overpowered OP fleet that you should always take sense, but in the uh, here's an interesting OP, maybe one that hasn't been played for a little while, and here's an interesting fleet for it. Um, I'm probably going to do Arena at some point, for example. I really did enjoy Arena. Uh, so the plan was to do the Valdor, uh, and a very I had a very thematic fleet. There was a very sort of battle station twist to uh, how the Enterprise E was being added to it. Um, and then we got the, que- the, 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 pre- the preview for Quark's treasure. That is really hard to say. Um, by the way, if you are hearing the uh, fine strains of uh, Arabesque Number no. 1 by Claude Debussy in the background, uh, that's because I am at my mother's house. She is sitting across from me reading a book and smiling contentedly, and this is what we do at night. We listen to romantic composers playing on the piano as our dog uh, sits at our feet eating a pup chip which you may also be able to hear anyway so um <clears throat> yes quark's treasure um i think this game this game i think the ship significantly changes the metagame and uh today i'm gonna uh, present some builds uh, showing you why um i think that there are uh two incredibly important cards in this build um one of them being quark's treasure itself uh, that allow us to do some very interesting things in a variety of different formats. So the um, the first version of the build today is actually going to be uh, Ship Pure. Uh, what is Ship Pure, just for those who don't know? Uh, Ship Pure is a variant format, um, unsupported by WizKids, but much beloved by the community, uh, in which uh, every ship must uh, have upgrades only of its faction on the ship. Uh, how how dual faction ships uh, are handled very slightly, but uh, fortunately that's not a concern here because uh, Quark's treasure is Ferengi and <laughs> everything we're going to run is Ferengi. So let's have a look at our ship of the day. Um, uh, the ship is Quark's treasure, of course. It is a Ferengi shuttle class. It is a Ferengi faction. Uh, it costs 16. Obviously it's unique. It has a name. Uh, it has two attack, two agility, two hull, two shields, two crew, one tack, a 90-degree forward arc, no rear arc, a scan, evasive maneuvers. Uh, its movement dial is green, one and two straights, and one banks, and white, three straight, two banks, one and two turns, and one and two comebouts. So it's maneuverable but slow. Uh, very similar in nature to the, uh, I mean, to the other shuttlecraft, obviously, but also to uh, the Enterprise NX-01 and other ships roughly of that uh, weight class. Uh, in the show, this uh, is seen probably in one of my favorite episodes of all time. It is the ship that Quark and Rom and Nog are on at the beginning of Little Green Men, which, if you have not seen, 
is a fantastic episode, and even though it's probably about 20 years old at this point, I am not going to spoil the plot for you because it is just too hilarious to describe. Um, competitively, obviously this is a preview, so it hasn't even come out yet. Uh, however, shuttles uh, vis-a-vis the Sakharov and the generic have seen a lot of use. Uh, the, a shuttle was in the World Championship build. Uh, I won QOP2 with a Fed Pure, uh, Fed Not, quote unquote, uh, backed up by, uh, backed up, well, it's a long story, but there was a shuttle in it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, this, this is a, this is a ship with a lot of potential. Oh, I haven't gone over the unique ability. Uh, the unique ability is as follows. Uh, you do not pay a faction penalty when assigning any crew or tech upgrades to this ship. You do not place an auxiliary power token beside your ship when using the docking or launching actions. Okay. Uh, that probably uh, requires some description. Uh, for, for those who don't know, and I, I met one of the best and most wonderful and kindest and gentlest and most amazing competitive players uh, ever. The other, well, I didn't meet him. I, I got myself reacquainted. Uh, I'm back in Los Angeles, and I played with him uh, when I, before I moved away, and now that we're back in the same playgroup, it's good to see him again. Uh, and he has won almost every single OP. Uh, at his venue, and he doesn't know how shuttle rules work, which tells you something about the state of this game. Anyway, so uh, for our purposes, the important part of a shuttle is uh, if you take your move with a shuttlecraft and you you collide with one of your own ships, uh, instead of losing your action, you can spend your action to dock the shuttlecraft, which normally gives you an auxiliary power token. Uh, The shuttle goes off the board. All of the upgrades and captain uh, go off the shuttle and under the ship card of the sh- ship that is carrying the shuttle now. Uh, and you can take an action to switch them out uh, only using the ship's default pre-existing up, uh, upgrade slots, which is important. Uh, you, you sometimes have to pull shenanigans to make sure that uh, your upgrade slots are free for this. Uh, and then uh, with with another action, which also costs an auxiliary power token, you can launch the shuttle by taking everything currently equipped to the shuttle and uh, uh, putting it back on the shuttle and putting the shuttle anywhere within range one of the other ship. So that's that's a mouthful. Um, so strengths and weaknesses. Uh, weaknesses, I'm, I, I know I usually go over strengths first. Um, I'm gonna go over weaknesses because I think the strengths are really important. Uh, weaknesses, uh, it's a shuttle. I mean, this is not a combat ship. Do not take this ship into combat, please. Re- really, don't, don't do that. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, Ferengi faction is, I mean, in this case, this is actually an advantage, but obviously, I mean, it, it disqualifies you in uh, Fleet Pure, for example, unless you're running some not so great other cards. Um, let's see. Uh, there, There's really not a lot to not like here. Uh, I was thinking of something, but, you know, I mean, well, there's no rear arc. I mean, so you can't. I don't know, deploy antimatter mines if you somehow manage to finagle them on or something. Look, there, 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 there's not a lot not to like here. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess 16 points is a little pricier than it has to be. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. Uh, the inherent difficulty of a shuttle is uh, you have to field it in a ship with or a fleet with at least one ship of four hull or greater this is generally not a problem but this is the same this uses the same quote-unquote slot uh, i call them hanger slots because uh that's that's what they are on star trek online 
it uses the same hanger slot as a uh, as a squad of fighters. So, for example, you can't run this as squad of fighters and then only one other uh, four hull ship. Um, advantages. Okay, it is super cheap, and not paying faction penalties makes it cheaper. Uh, that is a super, super cool thing, because Ferengi, as I said, is an unusual faction. Um, but what other cards in its pack make it so incredibly useful uh, to be Ferengi faction that I'm willing to overlook what is normally a disadvantage in this case? Um, two crew, one tech are excellent for what you're going to want to do with this thing. The ability is so, so, so good, you guys. One of the major disadvantages of the shuttle is the aux power token. That, that requires a lot to work around, and that this just, at the very least, uh, this removes the possibility of a play mistake that I myself have made several times, which is starting Chekhov on the wrong ship, and then making a white maneuver after getting an aux power token for landing the shuttle, and it just doesn't go well from there. But, yeah, no, this is... Uh, what else? Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess this is this this really has a better combat stat line than an RSV. I mean, it could take an RSV in a fight, which I don't know could be a thing. Um, yeah, the maneuver dial it's a it's a good maneuver dial for a shuttle. Uh, the Sakharov does not have a three forward. Um, this I mean, this maneuver dial is straight up better than the NX ones actually. Uh, th those has uh, that one has a hard three reds. Uh, th yeah, this there I I love this ship. There is. I have very little bad to say about this ship. Okay, I had to think. I had to think for a second to find something bad to say about this ship. Okay, so what am I going to do with this? Um, I have some bad news for ship peer players. You, for a long time, have not had to deal with a particular competitive scourge. Uh, and unfortunately, you're going to have to look it in the face right now and figure out how do I want to deal with this. Um, the captain we're going to put on this guy is Zek. Zek is from the uh, is is from the the same pack as Quark's treasure. He's Grand Nagus Zek. Actually, we're going to use him as Captain Zek here because uh, I don't want to take your admiral slot. Uh, he's a two skill, one cost, unique Ferengi captain that has a talent slot, which is really why we're using him. He does have an action that says target a ship at range one, disable one of your upgrades and one upgrade your choice on the target ship. This card may only be purchased for a Ferengi ship. Okay, whatever. We're not using him for his action. Uh, also on this ship, we're going to have in the tech slot uh, probably what I consider to be the most powerful upgrade on the new ship, except for maybe Inversion Wave, which I will talk about a different day, uh, which is Cargo Hold. It is a Ferengi tech, one cost, not unique, but it does carry, as we'll see, the no more than one per ship rider. Add two upgrade slots to your upgrade bar. These upgrades cannot have a cost greater than four squadron points. This upgrade may only be purchased for a Ferengi ship, and no ship may be equipped with more than one cargo hold upgrade. Okay, why in the world do I think that this is an incredibly powerful upgrade? Because of the amount of stuff it lets you put on Quark's treasure. Uh, we are going to be using it today to put four crew members on Quark's treasure. Uh, those crew members are going to be uh, Ferric. Kazago, Nog, and Rom. Uh, now, it, it's worth mentioning, um, Farrakh and Rom both cost three, as does Nog. Uh, Kazago costs two. 
Um, I'm not even going to bother reading what they do because that's not the point of this build. Um, you know, I mean, Rom, Rom's a good card, and you're going to be sad to lose him, but lose him you will. Uh, because I'm going to put one other card on this ship, and everybody probably sees this coming from a mile away. But that card is going to be Conditional Surrender. Conditional Surrender is the most powerful card in the Ferengi faction. It is probably the most powerful card in the game at this point. Uh, it comes on the uh, Creighton, the, uh, the, the first competitive prize ever, and boy, what a doozy it was. Uh, from Dominion War OP1, way back in the day, in the distant year of 2013, uh, it came out. It is a three-point Ferengi talent. It is not unique. This was back when, uh, this is back when uh, these cards, you know, early talents were not always unique. And it says, when your ship is attacked, which is important, before any dice are rolled, discard all of your crew upgrades to cancel the attack you must have at least one crew ability on your or crew upgrade on your ship in order to use this ability. Okay, what does this not require? This does not require you to discard the talent. That is a design mistake. I'm going to be flat out brutally honest about it. Um, so I will point something out. I will probably be exploiting this. Actually, I will very likely be exploiting this next week uh, when I get to talk about a ship I never, ever, 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 ever thought I would talk about them on this show um, or that I hoped I had. I worked really, really hard to try and get to uh, uh, workable levels, but um, I, I hadn't to that point, and then I, uh, I, I, I finally made it work. Uh, anyway, so uh, we've done that. Uh, what was I saying? Yes, uh, Conditional Surrender. Um, this card is amazing. It was part of the most annoying combo in the game, uh, which was uh, Wayne Conditional Surrender, originally Shroud Conditional Surrender, and then uh, later, Sopek Conditional Surrender, I mean, Veril became a variant, and we're all sick of this combo. So it is with a heart to tell you that uh, I am now bringing it to ship pure. Uh, because this is now a pure ship. It is Quark's Treasure with a one-point talent holder captain, Conditional Surrender, and four crew members. So what this means is I can go to any ship that starts with an elite talent and a crew slot, and I can dock Quark's treasure on there, and I can take an action to say, all right, I'm bringing cross conditional surrender and one Ferengi crew member. Then they attack you, and you discard all your crew. I mean, in fact, if you start with a crew, you can get five uses out of this. You, you discard all your crew, then on the next turn, you take an action to bring over one, one other guy from the shuttle, get attacked, conditional surrender, discard the guy, action, bring over another guy from the shuttle, and so on. You can bring over a total of four different crew members and get four extra uses of conditional surrender out of this. Um, this, I, I know I'm not, we're, not, we're not fond of necessarily talking about ultra-competitive play, and, and I try to stay, from talking about, uh, stay away from talking about State of the Federation, but Will, Will Sanchez of State of the Federation, uh, fourth place nationals, et cetera, et cetera, uh, said something very uh, astute once, which is, uh, how many attacks do you actually need to cancel in a given game? Uh, four attacks, one per round, is probably enough to really give you a serious edge over any competitor. And this is uh, this is going to do it for the cost of 32 points. Uh, you can put it on any ship. All you need is a crew slot and a unique talent. And I, I think the only ships in the game that don't have that much to offer uh, are that you can that you can actually dock it on. 
Uh, it needs to be docked on a ship of four hull or more. I think the only ship of four hull or more that does not have a crew slot is the Species 8472 Bioship class. So the generic Bioship Alpha and Bioship Beta. And frankly, you can just run Lore. He gives you the ET slot and the crew slot. Oh, but it has to be the base slot. Okay, so you can't do this on uh, Bioship. All right, whatever. Um, so... What's frustrating also is that this is uh, this is a ship here built. Built every card I have used so far is Ferengi. Um, obviously, we're going to see in a second what happens when I uh, when I when I make it not Ferengi. Uh, but yeah, this is not. I mean, this is not uh, optimal by any stretch of the imagination for uh, the balance of the game. And uh, people are going to be upset. And I won't get into uh, what I think of you know, the, the format or the ship or the balance or the combos. I'm just putting this out there because people need to know that this is possible, basically. Um, how you choose to deal with it is is up to you, and I encourage you, uh, I encourage players, talk to your tournament organizers, tournament organizers, talk to your players, players talk to each other, come to a consensus on this. Nobody move unilaterally, nobody starts shouting about the, the ruin of the game or whatever. Um, I just make the builds. And on that note, um, let's move into penalty peer play uh, because, frankly, uh, the best version of this build is penalty peer already because of Quark's Treasure's ability. Um, I don't need to put... All, I mean, I have Zek on there. He's one point, and you're not going to use him for anything else. So one point, Captain, Conditional Surrender. Uh, in penalty peer, though, I, I don't even have to run the Ferengi crew members. I'm just going to switch them all to followers of Khan, and that's going to save me seven points. So now I'm looking at 25 points instead of 32. Seven points? Is that right? Three, 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 two is nine, is 11. Yeah. And uh, if I have an independent uh, uh, Klingon flagship somewhere in my fleet, or if I decide, for example, to equip. Uh, uh, Hugh as a captain instead of uh, well he doesn't have an only talent or Chris Pike or something well no that would that would end up actually knitting you the same point the point is uh, there are ways to reduce the followers of Khan from one to zero they're one because remember there's no faction penalty um, this is a uh, this is a bit of a mess let's let's be honest this is a bit of a mess because um, now I can get you know four uses uh, for 25 points I mean at that point you can run a 47 point ship and a 48-point ship, and even um, uh, Gen Con plus an indie fleet captain uh, is um, is on a bio ship, on a named bio ship actually is only 40, 47 points, um, and that's that's if you use like indie fed or something. I mean, if you if you throw the Klingon captain somewhere else in the fleet, you're down to uh, what 21 points, four for the talent, one for the cargo hose. Yeah, 21 points. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, watch out for this in your local meta. Um, I would say, I mean, the problem is, the major problem is, um, you need a ganker that can gank the elite talent because all of the crew cards are secretly hiding on the shuttle. You can't even get rid of them that way. So this is, in fact, in, in many ways, this makes this combo even better. Uh, the only problem is you can't activate it more than once per turn, which is, is a legitimate interpretation of conditional surrender under the recent uh, changes to the when attacking ruling. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, just be aware this is out there. 
uh, pick up this pack. This th this pack is a meta changing pack. I mean, I, I haven't even spoken about Inversion Wave or uh, Smugglers or some some of the other things that are available. Uh, Smuggler Lore is very powerful, just as an example. But um, yeah, uh, I, I wish I had a, a more sort of a fun thing to do, but I really wanted to jump on this, uh, do one of the new ships coming out. You know, if the uh, if the Phoenix next month or next week it should be uh, looks fun, I'll probably do that instead of the ship I was planning to do next. Though I've been trying to get that ship to work for a long, long, long time, so I might just uh, go that route with it. But um, that's basically all I have for today. Uh, as always, if you enjoy the show, um, please leave me nice, nice iTunes reviews. Um, yeah, and of course, feel free to message me if you have any uh, suggestions for ships, scenarios, or OP scenarios that you'd like to see. Um, but that's pretty much it. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Stand down, red alert, and secure from Battle Station. Thank you.